This is episode 15 of How to Be a Steminist. Today I am talking all about how to hack your beliefs so that you can create the results that you want. Now, I know this might sound a bit woo-woo and a bit out there, but as an engineer, I love to explain the logical side behind everything I teach. So listen in and learn why everything you believe will definitely come true and how to make sure your beliefs are actually working for you, not against you. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a STEMinist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Hello, hello. I am really excited to talk to you about this topic of beliefs today and how they basically run our lives. Now, last week I spoke about a related topic, which was all about the inner critic and the things that we tell ourselves, which then turn into beliefs. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I highly recommend you go back. So that was just the last episode recorded from last week head back there. I'll also leave the link to it in the show notes for easy access. Before I get stuck into today's topic, I just wanted to give you a quick reminder, and maybe this is new information for people who don't follow me yet on social media, that tomorrow morning, so Thursday, the, what is it, 20th of August 2020 at 9am BST London time, I will be hosting a free training all about how to figure out your career direction. Now, this is one of the topics that come up the most often with my clients. So many people seem to be really, really confused about how to actually decide on their career direction, what to do next, how to plan out their future. So I'm going to be revealing to you the steps, the exact steps actually, that I go through with my coaching clients on how to figure out their career direction. So if you want in on that, all you need to do is join in on my Facebook group, which is called Wonder Women in STEM. So if you go to Facebook and um, just... Type in Wonder Women in STEM in the search category for groups. You'll find me there. I'll also leave a link to it in the show notes so that you've got easy access to that one as well. Okay, so enough about that. Let's get stuck into today's topic. My bold statement for today is that whatever you believe will definitely come true. I'm going to say that again. Whatever you believe will definitely come true. Now, how do I know this? 
Well, it's not just some sort of woo-woo spiritual thing. It's not just this law of attraction thing that you might have heard of about. It's actually true. And I'm an engineer, so I think that most women in STEM who are listening to this, you know, we all have very logical minds. We like to find the proof in things, and we we like to have evidence for stuff. We don't just believe this stuff um, off the bat. So I'm going to explain to you exactly why this is and why it's so important to you. Let's start from the beginning. We tell ourselves stories all the time. There's a voice in our head, and I, you know, as I mentioned before, I have an episode all about the inner critic from last week. But we've got this voice in our head that just tells us little stories all the time. So some common stories might be: to be successful, you have to work really hard. Another one might be: you don't deserve to eat that piece of cake, you fat slob. <laughs> We always have these beliefs that run through our heads and, you know, we collect these beliefs throughout our lives. Most of them actually are collected before the time we hit age seven. So isn't that kind of scary to think that most of the things that you believe today, you learnt before you were seven years old and you've obviously got a wealth of experience and knowledge now that you didn't have back then. But we still hold on to these beliefs because that's just how our brain has developed. And most of us don't go back to actually rehash these beliefs and actually ask ourselves, do they still fit me today? Is this belief still serving me? Is this actually helping me, this belief? Now, don't get me wrong. We are always collecting and gaining new beliefs as we move on in life. So I know for some of my single friends, they might be thinking, I'm unlucky in love. That's their belief. Or, you know, maybe they've had failed relationships and they think, I'm just not the type of person who is able to attract a good partner for me. And we might term ourselves as unlucky in love or unable to attract a partner because, you know, we found a pattern in our lives. Maybe it's because we've had a couple of failed relationships or maybe we haven't been able to secure any dates whatsoever. And, you know, if it happens more than once, we think this is a pattern. This is because of me Or this is now, you know, this is a belief that I've got proof of. As humans, we always like to be right. You know, (laughs) we're always seeking to be right about things. That's just how our brain works. And we are always looking for proof that what we believe is true. So the more often you tell yourself a story, you, you know, run this thought through your head multiple times, then your brain is going to start latching onto this story as a belief. Then our brain likes to try and find proof that this belief is correct. 
So then we're always trying to scan our environment, scan the things that's happening to us in our everyday lives to make sure that our belief is correct and we're trying to back this up all the time. Because of this, whatever we believe will always become true. Our brain is always searching for proof that this belief is correct and therefore we're always going to try and make sure that whatever we believe happens. Let's take one of my own old beliefs and dissect that so you can see how it works. One of my old beliefs was that I wasn't good enough at my job. You probably have heard this story already, but if you haven't yet, go back to episode one and hear all about my mini breakdown about my job, my career, and all the imposter syndrome that went along with it. But this was a story that I started telling myself. You know, at the start of my career, when I was first a graduate, I was very happy to be learning. You know, I, I was, you know, not supposed to know everything. So I was happy to be learning all the time and figuring things out and getting things wrong. But at a certain point in my career, I thought that I should be better than this by now. I should know this stuff now. When in actual fact, everyone's still learning all the time, right? But I got to this point in my career where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm actually not good enough about, at my job. So much so that, you know, look at my colleague, Henry. He's so good at everything now and, you know, he's smashing it. He's got all these great clients. Uh, look at my colleague, Michelle. She's doing so well and this and that. And I'm being left behind. So I, I kept telling myself, you know, I'm not good enough at my job. And I told this to myself so often that it became a belief. I knew deep down in my soul that I was bad at my job. <laughs> then I went to look for evidence for that. Now, I didn't know I was doing this at the time because it's a very natural thing that happens to all of us. But I went looking for proof. So I had maybe one boss who sat me down one day and told me I wasn't progressing fast enough. So, you know, that experience, I filed it away in my little proof folder in my brain to back up this belief. I also, you know, put other things into that proof folder as well, such as my colleague Alex, he was a year younger than me, or maybe even two years younger than me, and he was an absolute gun in his job, and I felt like he was overtaking what I was doing. I, You know, he was such a great guy. Um, everyone loved him, and I felt like I was being left behind. So again, I filed that away in my own proof folder. I even got to the stage a few years after that where I led a team of 30 people. So, you know, from the outside, everyone felt like I was very successful and I was cruising along, growing in my career. But deep down in my own head, I still held this belief that I wasn't good enough at my job. And so every little bad thing that happened or if, you know, one of my team members wasn't performing, I would blame myself. I'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm a bad leader. I'm not good enough at my job. Now, no matter how much proof there was out there that I was good at my job. For example, I got promoted. I was leading a massive team. I got more and more people to manage. Uh, I got 
a pay rise. There was all this external stuff, which I can now see clearly. At the time, I was completely blind to it. I just had this very, very strong belief that was getting stronger every day that I wasn't good at my job. So you can see how, you know, this little story that I started telling myself at the start of my career just started to snowball and it became something that was actually very crippling to me and, you know, how I even managed the rest of my life, not just at work. I was looking for proof all the time to back up my beliefs, so much so that I couldn't actually see any of the achievements or the positive things that I had done at work. If I stayed in that belief for a long time, I would have actually become really bad at my job. That belief would have definitely played out because let's look at it. I believed I was bad at my job. I was always searching for proof that I was bad at my job. And although I was kind of, you know, at that point staying afloat, if I kept going, I definitely would have sunk. I definitely would have found a way to be like, okay, this is why I'm bad at my job. And I would have stopped trying to find ways to progress because I didn't think I deserved it. Is this story sounding familiar to you? I know with a lot of women I speak to and coach, they go through this exact same thing as well. So I'm hoping that this episode is starting to help you to open up your eyes to the way that your beliefs might not be serving you. In fact, they're actually working against you. So you should be able to see now that the bold statement I made at the start of the episode, which was, whatever you believe will definitely come true. That's not so unbelievable anymore, is it? This is exactly how our brain works, either against us or it can work for us. Now that you know how negative beliefs can turn into a form of self-sabotage, all we need to do to make this process work for us is to reverse engineer this process. Before I go on, I want you to pause this podcast and think about at least one negative belief you have about yourself. So hit pause now and come back to me when you've thought of one. Okay, hopefully you have got a negative belief in your mind now, and I'm going to teach you how to reverse engineer this belief so that you can start creating positive results. Now, all you need to do is to do everything we talked about just then backwards. So we said that we, you know, our brains will try and look for proof that our beliefs are correct. So the opposite of that is try and create evidence or find proof that your belief is wrong. Based on that new proof that we have collected, we can then generate a new belief. And then after that, we create new stories to tell ourselves. This is exactly what happened to my own thought processes when I turned my career beliefs around. I started believing and knowing that I was actually really good at my job and there was no question about it. 
It's funny how I could have believed one thing so far one way that I was just the worst at my job to believing in just a couple of months time that I was really good at my job and I created great results. So this is what happened. The reverse engineered process of this belief was that I started to look for evidence and proof that I was good at my job. Just so I can, uh, just so I could prove that my belief was wrong. Some of you might have heard me speak about what I call an evidence journal, which is where you start writing down all the things that you do that are achievements, things that you're proud of, good feedback that you've gotten from your colleagues and clients. I started writing all of these things down in a little book. And, you know, after a while, when you keep this evidence journal, you'll start to realize that it's not just because of luck that I did all of these great things. (laughs) And I actually started looking out for them because I knew this was something I was collecting in this book. So I was creating evidence that my previous belief was incorrect. Then I started generating new beliefs because of all this evidence and proof that I had that I was doing well at my job. I started thinking, actually, I am good at my job. And I started becoming a bit more specific as well because I could see what exact things I was good at. So I was good at managing people and especially tricky people situations. That was something that was my forte. I was really good at managing clients' expectations and helping them to come to solutions that they hadn't thought about before. So I started generating these really specific beliefs and the more specific you can get, the more you realize they're personalized to me. They're not just something that someone else has made up and you've copied. Then the final step to that was that I created new stories for myself. So because of these new beliefs, I started telling myself positive things about my job. So instead of ending every day thinking, oh my goodness, I didn't do that again, or oh, I didn't, I ran out of time for this, I'm bad at my job, or I let this person down. Because I had these new beliefs, I was telling myself things like, wow, I had a really productive conversation with that client today. Oh my goodness, these two people in my team had an argument, but I was able to diffuse it and now they're on speaking terms again. Now it's your turn. That negative belief that you thought of just before, a few minutes ago, I want you to now reverse engineer this process. So just to recap, all you need to do is to look for proof that your belief is incorrect. Now, if you're having trouble with this to start off with, it might be a good idea to speak to someone you're really, really close to, someone you can trust, just to see whether they can help get the ball rolling on some evidence. Don't do this one for too long, though. Definitely, you know, you need to be learning to trust your own voice. So only use a friend just to get the ball rolling. The thing is, you know, friends, they're very well-meaning. They hardly ever say anything bad about you. So you might be thinking, oh, they're just saying this because they're being nice. The only way you will truly believe it is if you think it up yourself. So, okay, so that was the first step. 
look for proof that your previous belief was incorrect and start writing them all down. The second step is generate new beliefs. Once you've got this proof that your previous belief was actually rubbish, you'll start to generate new beliefs. One way to really bed this down into your mind, again, is to write it down on paper somewhere you can access it easily or see it every day. Then you will start creating new stories for yourself. You will start telling yourself positive things instead of all those negative things that your inner critic likes to say to you. Now that you know how important your beliefs are to your own destiny, is this something you're willing to give a go? If everything you believe will definitely come true, why not try and use this to your advantage? Why not try and create some beliefs that will actually benefit you in the long run? So, you know, start with those negative beliefs, but as you start building on this method to kind of, I guess, hack your own brain and hack your own destiny, try and think of things that you want for your future. You know, what is it that you want that seems out of reach at the moment that you believe you cannot have? Start trying to find evidence that you can have it. Maybe, you know, you've not experienced it yourself, but you can find a role model or someone you know who has achieved that thing that you want. Because if they can achieve it, you can achieve it too. So there are lots of different ways that I speak to my clients about on flipping these beliefs and actually making them come true in your own life. I know this topic of beliefs and your destiny can be a bit out there for a lot of you listening. So if you have any questions whatsoever, I'm so happy to answer them. Come and find me on Instagram. My handle is at Tiffany Dawson underscore and you're welcome to send me a private message or screenshot this episode that you're listening to and tag me in it with your question. Did you enjoy this episode today? I'd love to hear your feedback. Write me up a short review on your favorite podcast app so I can know what you enjoyed and what you'd like to hear more of. Now, don't forget, tomorrow morning, I'll be going live in my Facebook group, Wonder Women in STEM, to talk all things how to figure out your career direction. Now, don't worry if you're listening to this way into the future, you can still access the training. All you need to do is join the Facebook group. All of the videos are saved and you can always come back to it. If you're having trouble finding it, just send me a message and I'll I'll link it over to you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I cannot wait to speak to you again next week.